0: Hello and welcome to another Deep Away Dialogue. My name is Richard Cox. I'm here again with Tim Freak. And today we're going to discuss non dualism. Good morning, Tim.
1: It's just, As you say those words, I can't help but just think, oh, the beautiful paradox that we're going to have a conversation, which is by definition a movement between two people about non duality. And <laughs> it just suddenly seemed very pertinent, yeah. You know,
0: Yes, so I've said what we're not talking about, really. We're not talking about dualism today. So, no dualism. Non-dualism. <laughs> so, Tim, now I've confused everyone. Clear it up. What is this non dualism thing that we're, we're talking about or not talking about?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, the phrase non duality is a translation of the um, Sanskrit Advaita, not two. Advaita Vedanta is a form of, of, of Indian philosophy Goes back a long way has a proud heritage and um, it's become very very popular in a new form in the West Really recently. I mean it's always been around but it's it's really taken off over the last 10 maybe 20 years The essential idea of not to is that everything in, in our experience is of subject and object this not that in and out up and down everything these polarities and the idea the essential idea in non duality is that there is a oneness which unites all of that so there's something before the two ness and that's a oneness and that that we awaken to that but because one implies two uh they prefer to say not two and in that way the, the advaitic tradition is a Eastern version of what in the West was called the via negativa the negative way which was about denying everything until there's nothing left not this not that in the Indian tradition is this neti neti. not this not this not this not this so it's not until it's not two and it's not even one it's beyond all thought and there's this awakening to something that's
0: so you've said it, it. comes from India and Advaita um, And you've also you've studied the the world's mystical traditions the perennial philosophy um and you're you're saying it's found in other places so are all these traditions whether it's sufism or christian mysticism are they all non-dual and if so is there something specific about the indian Mysticism which takes on a particular flavor of non-duality.
1: They all have a different flavor, but they're all something similar That's the essence of this idea of a perennial philosophy. So you know, We're going to probably talk about this more later I'm sure but I'm a paralogical philosopher which is more akin to say the Taoist tradition I would say in its essence which is it's two and not two at the same time That's the mystery. So it's Dao and it's yin and yang at the same time So for me, I look at all these traditions and I can see in one way. Oh look all these the mystical heart, the deep mystical heart in all, in all traditions is saying the same thing. And the reason they're saying the same thing is that it's people who are having similar experiences of awakening and then expressing it in their different ways. But also, they're all different. They're not, it's not a, there's not a monological, it's all the same. So the Indian tradition, and not just the Indian tradition, is made up of individual people. Mm-hmm. So Nizagadatta is different to Ramana Maharshi. Um, modern non dual teachers are in the West are different to either of those. And going back, if you've got Sankara and other people before that. So, and that's very different to say Rumi, who is also pointing mm. towards non duality, but is a very embodied and passionate and love based and a poet.
0: Yes, I, I mean, Rumi was who was in my mind actually in the Sufis because they do seem in philosophical principle very similar to the Indian non dualists, but in flavor. Very different. There's all this passion in Sufi poetry, which you don't get coming through
1: I think that if there is a if there's a difference that's worth other than just Flavor like you said if there's a significant difference. It's between The what I would say the monological Non-dual tradition, which is there the reality of the reality is simply non-dual It's all just oneness and that's it and then there's another view which is more nuanced which I call paralogical Which is going it is both all one and many at the same time. So it's both uh, That's it's in the in the Buddhist tradition. It's the idea Nirvana is the emptiness the non-dual Samsara is the manyness. It's the uh, All the flavors and experiences of individuality and they're both the same so emptiness is form form is emptiness is the heart of Mahayana Buddhism Theravada Buddhism tends to take a more extreme just no, it's just non-dual the self doesn't exist It's just this that difference is important So when you get someone like Rumi, he is able to move as I as I want to between oh look There is all it's all this one thing It's all non-dual and I am here as Tim in relationship to it and that relationship is one of love with my beloved for instance, so that's and so it's relational and non-relational at the same time, and you can move between those those poles.
0: Okay, so that's a that's a fairly big split then in perennial yes. philosophy going through the ages.
1: Yes, I think, so. I think it's a it's a it's a, you know, this is where the it, this is where I've ended up being quite critical of things that previously I wrote about in a non-critical way, yeah. because I've started to understand and go into all of those. Okay, and and also you know with, with non-duality, yeah, I don't know if it's appropriate to talk about this now, but I mean it's not what it's coming from experience, really. That's the root, and the experience which people associate with non-duality is not just one thing. There's there's different things. So, one experience that people often I think talk about when they've said they've had a non-dual awakening can be the experience of Which which you could describe as passive witnessing So if I go into that experience now, there's a place where I am the experiencer Witnessing this flow of life Now my normal place is that my attention is in tim and I am tim communicating with you But if I take my attention back and i'm just aware of my Myself as awareness as this presence witnessing this there's just one flow like a film like, if I, you know, if you go into the film, mm-hmm. there's the hero and there's the villain and, there's, and then you come out and it's just colored lights. It's just a flow of thing and it's all one celluloid and you can come back and then it's like, oh, that's all one. Now, actually, of course, there's a, a very important duality there, actually, because there's experience uh, and experiences, but often people mean that. So, for instance, a very influential non-dual teacher for me was Ramesh Balsakar, which I write about in my book, How Long Is Now? When I met him, he, he really opened me up to, to that experience and more and it's an amazing thing. His whole uh, Teaching was "Look, there's no doer So it's and that's a great Way to experience that you just suddenly go look tim is happening Like in the film, it's like it's all just mm-hmm. happening and you step back and everything is just happening and when you get that it's like wow it's quite something and and it's a very different perspective and you're just looking at the rawness of the moment and then there's another experience which people often talk about and i think when they when they enter non-duality which is taking the attention back away from the experience altogether into the experiencer into the eye and finding that if you do that that it has no form it is, and, and in and in, it's the nirvana, the emptiness, and and so that what's looking hasn't got a colour or a shape, and what's listening has makes no noise, and you come back into that formless presence, and that is non-dual because there's no divisions in it. It's just being, and we experience it as just our being, and that's def- very much the the going back into the. The, the emptiness the Nirvana although it's not empty in that sense of being cold and empty. It's just presence really it's and And people talk about that and then finally I think there's another thing again Which is when you see the emptiness is the form or that that presence is the whole thing and That's uh, very hard to describe where the two become one and you see oh and there's a There's a level in which the experiencer uh, and the experiences are just the same thing and you've kind of moved beyond all concepts altogether. And these are so these are different different ways. And then finally, the one which I'm actually interested in feels like when you can see ah, look, all of that is different places you can stand, including coming back to the human experience where you started, which is just being an individual, on, not just but being an individual on this journey. And you're able to move between those states rather than do to ask the... about
0: another one in your um, in your. How long is now the biography book? You write about an experience as a teenager of opening up to this transcendent sense of love that it feels like the whole universe is arising in the yep. infinite ocean of love, and that's not an experience that's exclusive to you, it's an experience people have written about through the ages. Where do you sit that um, in relation to the non dual experiences you're describing?
1: Yeah, I, I would say from my own experiences, that is a relational experience. In that it's very much what happens to the individual in relationship to the oneness So when I first woke up, although there was a feeling of oneness It was uh, probably better to describe it as communion. There's a feeling of I'm I'm There is a fundamental oneness which I am connecting with and that is full of love And I am both the oneness loving Tim and Tim loving the oneness So it's like the roomy thing and so I think when you first wake up There can be if you have a big awakening there can be that connection with love If you then go into the non-dual it can get a bit cold because if you just retreat into it it and lose connection with the humanity then you do in a sense I think can leave the love behind which is why a lot of non-duality is missing the love and and a lot of a lot of people who sometimes I see people who are who are in non-duality and teaching non-duality and they seem a bit disconnected to me Mm-hmm. because they've they 've left their humanity behind and and gone into it, and then sorry, just to complete it feels like, but when you make the journey back in, which is what i 'm teaching at the moment, which i 'm exploring myself, find that and come back in then the big love kicks in once again
0: sure so um i 'd like you to talk about that in just a moment of you because i know you 've become uh, critical of um, non duality maybe in its modern form, uh, maybe more than in its modern form i 'd like you to go into that, but just prior to doing so. Um Can you describe your journey into it? I know it, it sort of maybe cumulated to this meeting of Ramesh Balzakar, the Indian guru, and you finding that a a transcendently important experience in understanding the witness and the idea of no doer um but also, I think um something left you feeling a bit cold there. I think you witnessed an interaction of Ramesh Balzakar and a woman who' had been suffered a bereavement recently um
1: yep. yeah, yeah. So um, and I tell this story at more length in in how long is now but the the, the real non-dual part of my journey took off with um, I Am That by Sri Nisgadatta Maharaj which I came across in the back of another very influential book that I read called Who Dies by Stephen Levine and because I was working with people who were dying then and there was a little passage From the book and something about it made me go what's this and I had to send away to India it was very you know non-duality no one heard of it then and in in anyone I knew anyway so I sent away to India for this book I am that by Sri Gadarta Maharaj whose name kind of translates as Mr. Natural which I kind of like and um, and, it just blew me away the philosophy was on a completely new level for me and I bought copies for all my friends from india and gave them away. I was like wow, this is great uh, and and had a lot of experiences around that philosophy and particularly one I relate in the in the book about when I was making music which was a musician then of repeating this phrase which he got in the In the book of you are not a person which I used eventually in our in lucid living It's one of the big lines in lucid living which which catapulted me experientially into a place where I could see that I was experiencing Tim But I was more than Tim And that what I essentially am is 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 the source of Tim And that was a I'd known that I would touched that i would experienced it, but I'd never seen it that clearly And that lasted for a while and then it passed and then when I went see I met Ramesh Balskar by complete accident It's a long story I'd been to see the Indian guru Sai Baba didn't like it and ended up uh, by a complete bizarre set of coincidences grabbing two mornings with Ramesh Balaskar, this ex-banker in Mumbai and He was able to point me to these experiences I've been describing in a way that no one had till then um, So I could see that the place to to find the place where I was not a person was to the I, you're not a doer was a very good pointer and you could just i could just come back into this passive witness and then from the passive witness i could explore the other things of the emptiness and indeed the the, the total unity i think very quick i was very excited by that i mean i really felt like this huge thing and I, and of course also because I, I by nature i want to understand the world and my world was studying spirituality i suddenly had this great insight into all of the mystical traditions of the world and without that I probably couldn't have written the books on Gnosticism and All the jesus mysteries and jesus and the lost goddess came from the direct experiences I was having which had been initiated But there was a sense Of there was an uneasiness straight away and I kind of did that to it to begin with oh don't look at that because this is So exciting And, and as you said one of the things was watching ramesh with a with a woman who'd who just had a bereavement and had brought her husband's ashes Young woman to India and he was like, oh forget it. It doesn't matter And what is love? (laughs) You know love love is just the opposite to hate And something in me was like i'm not sure that's right I think it's more than that. I think you're missing something here And that I think has gone on that little tiny moment has gone on and got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's felt like no, there is something one-sided and dangerous and often heartless and and this you know it's great that you can see that you are m- much much more than just a person That actually the person is really important not to be dismissed mm. but beautiful and, and this is
0: where you depart from um a lot of the the modern non-dualism um, yes at least and something i always find um amusing whenever you i i think these the kind of conferences you attend they, they find it um a good sport probably to sit you down next to uh, someone who represents that very typical non-dual position and watch the dialogue emerge and um, I think it's always it's always interesting to me to read the comments on the YouTube video and I don't doubt that this video Will be any exception to it. There's always comments who say that the, the person you're talking to whether it's Gary Weber or Lisa Candle Lisa's really got it in a way that you know Tim has and she's seen that there's uh, no doer there and Tim He's caught up in his ego and the next comment will read no no this person tim's discussing with they're, they've they're in this very naive place and understanding that they're just wrapped up in the initial stages of it and tim's seen through that and returned to his personhood and um it seems like an, an unending unanswerable um i don't know debate or uh, disagreement or disagreement you perception
1: yeah we all see where we are there's no ways about that i mean you know obviously for me it feels like look i've fallen in love with our humanity look it drives me mad too it drives me mad being Tim and 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 some days I can look at the at human beings and like you know it's like living with seven billion delusional monkeys on a planet and, and we're so oh so mediocre and so you know, everything but despite all of that you know I, I I love us and I love life and it there is there is a, a very negative you can go right back to the In the ancient west as well. we was doing the Gnostics It was very clear there was a negative gnosis and there was a positive gnosis And I think that goes through the via negativa the via positiva And the negative gnosis is going Ah, this is get away from the separateness and you get to the oneness And it will be right and you hear people all the time, you know It's like as if you could just dissolve back in the whole thing's just been a dream of no significance whatsoever We'll get back home and just go. Oh god. What was that? mad trip we were on um and that's very very popular and often people don't even know they're thinking that because they picked it up as if that's just the way it is and it's inherent in the very concepts we're using and i don't feel that i feel that what we're in here is an evolutionary journey of huge import and significance uh, and full of meaning and that we wake up to the oneness through the individuality and that the whole point of the evolution of form has been to develop these distinct conscious individuals which is what we are and that we need to become more distinct and more individual and more conscious and through that to wake up to this non-dual oneness which is from which everything is arising and to which everything is going and and so that so that our humanity is 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 not you know i want to come to its defense all the time and i want to come to its defense in a very heartfelt way i feel the struggles of the world matter. It matters to me that the Rohingya are suffering in Myanmar right now. It matters to me that my daughter has a, an ecologically sustainable world to grow up into. It's not like nah. It's just form, you know. It's, it doesn't feel like that to me. And and it, I, I'm a, I, and we're missing something really important. And so if our spirituality helps us escape that, by offering, I think it's kind of a la la land. And you know if people need to go there or they want to go you know I'm not criticizing anyone for that it's everyone has that free will but for me I want to say the opposite I want to be a, a passionate advocate for humanity
0: do you see people through your work who go into that aspect of non-dualism and then emerge out of it and all the time yeah
1: and I, I, I You know at first I was seen as a non-dual teacher because I was speaking about oneness My aspiration was to wake people up to oneness now my aspiration is to wake people up to oneness and help them engage with separateness and uh, And I get more and more people who are quite damaged the the phrase that came to me once when doing one of the non-dual conferences was non-duality This neo non duality this extreme non duality It is the cure for being stuck in separateness, which and that causes suffering so it is the cure for the suffering of separateness, but the side effects of the cure wow. are awful, and where it leaves people is high and dry without a life. You know why? Sh- and one of the little stories which touched me deeply was at Science and Non-Duality in America, where I'm just about to go again, and doing a pre-conference workshop there. And a young guy in his twenties coming up to me and saying, "You know, thank you so much for what you've shown me because I now feel like I can have children," and that captured it for me, because you know, he had reached the point, he was intelligent, he thought it through, and he'd gone, well, why would you, ha- why would you do it? Why would you have kids? Why would you, why would you bring people into this pernicious illusion that we need to wake up from? Um, and that was the message he got. Now, it doesn't, you know, it's a bit like, it's a bit like the other, the other side of non-duality is a bit like the, the, the scientific objectivism. Which on the surface of it sounds great look the wonders of the universe. Oh and by the way, it's all here accidentally You're gonna die and nothing means anything So unless you look deeply you don't find that but it's there and it will affect you same with non-duality A lot of people who are Talking in non-duality make it sound fantastic, which it is Um, but when you go into its implications, you suddenly find this Very negative undercurrent, which is holding it up. So I get a lot of damaged people who've found this and I was just on that phone just the, just a few days ago on the Skype with, with somebody in America who was going, yeah, I was really struggling because it felt like I, I didn't want to lose my personhood because I'm a dad. I like being a dad and I want it, but I wanted this awakening. And, and I felt like I was stuck between these two. Whereas it feels to me like you're not stuck between these two. They're both true. They're both here right now. And in fact, the more you discover this wonderful non-dual ground of being the more empowered you can be as an individual not less more and Then you can bring the love when you combine the two. That's the love and when the love pours through That's when we can really transform our human journey not just for ourselves, but for, for each other
0: Okay, thank you uh, very much for that Tim um, I'm sure people have opinions on this because <laughs> okay, non-duality i'm sure they will a lot of opinions so i'd be very happy to hear them in comment sections and facebook whatever and um we can, can i say what can i just say yeah. one thing
1: that's just come yeah. up from that you know because i'm thinking back what there's a key element for me and this is not just to do with non-duality but it's deep inside me and it's deep inside what i explore and therefore what i share with others and that's the old-fashioned word for it is service i mean it's love, but it is service. It's the it's the desire to be of service to life to others and There is something about any form of spirituality and and you see it a lot especially in the East where it's about you Just it is about you and it should be that's paralogical. It's both but it's not just It's also about giving and that's the nature of love isn't it love feels great but it's also about giving it and I mean the reason I left my guru when I was in my 20s was because it was all about you can have this experience of peace. You can withdraw into this place where it's all all right. But, I, but there was nothing about serving. There was nothing about going out and, and, and taking it out to others and to the world. And that what didn't feel right to me. And the same with this non-duality. I don't hear a lot of, of service being talked about. Because why would you? And, and that, I think, is what marks out an evolutionary approach to spirituality. And Certainly the one I'm interested in is about being all-embracing. So yes, the great non-dual oneness And the journey of evolution from which has arisen from it and which by realizing it we can really take to a new level and that happens by coming back into the world and sharing the love and there's this Very strong you see it in people like Gandhi who was a big inspiration for me, you know this endless desire to serve And that, I, that, that feels really important. Beautiful
0: okay thank you tim um i think this sets up a lot of points for consideration um is non-duality internally consistent as a philosophy can a person live with this sense of their not being a doer all the time or is it something that we embrace at certain times or when we're discussing non-duality and then step back into being the doer for the rest of our lives and just pretend we don't in in non-duality discussions
1: yeah absolutely and you know i see that so much and i Mm. see that amongst many of the non-dual teachers i hang out with you know i'm hanging out with somebody and they're like good fun they're human we're meeting we're in the both and and then suddenly I'm listening to someone on a stage saying things which are quite honestly yeah. absurd if you thought it through.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell the story before we finish then that a friend of ours was at a, a non conference and heard a, a speaker on stage, um, talking about not having arrived at the conference because there was no journey. There was only this experience that was happening now and then met them down the pub later where they were quite happy to divulge their life story as a story. And, uh, our friend said he had to uh, metaphorically sit in his hands, not to ask the question of like, but surely all this is an illusion? This and surely none of that actually happened. How how do these two things line up? How do they not contradict each other? Um, so yeah, and it's always it's always my thought that I, do people go away from these non-dual discussions and then live consistently as not a doer. So um be very happy to hear from people in in comment sections, um, etc. on on your opinions of this, do you think Tim's ideas uh, represent a break from non-duality? Is it, are they consistent with it? Um, can you consistently live as, as not a doer? Um, and perhaps we'll record something in the future reflecting on that.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah.
0: Great. Thanks very much, Tim. It's been fascinating. Thanks, Richard. Thanks. Bye bye.